Welcome to Screen Quest, a podcast where a fellowship of film lovers and armchair movie experts plays film roulette. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Waterman, joined by Will Rotondi. Hey, how's it going? And May Finch. Hello, hello. On this week's episode and our final three episodes of the year, we are going to be talking about some holiday favorites for our special winter-themed run of december in screen quest just like we did last year um so first up on this week's episode we're going to be talking about a christmas prince the netflix exclusive holiday film in kind of the vein of hallmark i guess right like we would say like it's kind of in that vein yeah hallmark meets soap opera (laughs) yeah yeah and of course we'll be drawing a side quest with a little holiday spin but first, at my co-host request, here is a Godzilla update. Uh, so sadly, the Thanksgiving holidays put me behind several days. I intended to watch a film each day while celebrating Thanksgiving with my family, but they had other plans. They met a uh, retired assassin by the name of Jonathan Wick and <laughs> decided that that was going to trump all other watching for the duration of the trip, which is, As you know, fair. Yeah, it's yeah. fair. Wait, hold on, hold on. John Wick versus Godzilla. I mean, who wins? John Wick. Does John Wick have a pencil? <laughs> John Wick, uh, 100%. <laughs> I feel like John Wick would, I don't know if he could kill Godzilla, but I feel like John Wick would definitely not die. We'll put it that way. Yeah, no. I agree. Is that fair? We'll call yeah. it a draw. Yeah. He would evade. I just, yeah, I don't know. Is Godzilla's not bulletproof, right? Um, it depends on what iteration uh, yeah. you watch, but bullets are largely ineffective. Missiles are largely ineffective. Uh, depending on, again, the generation, the film, anytime that in the rare instance that Godzilla has been killed, it's either because of another monster or some kind of really wild scientific invention like the oxygen yeah. destroyer in the original Godzilla film. So hmm. yeah, maybe with the right tools. Forever. <laughs> yeah, still made. <laughs> I like it. You know, fair enough. <laughs> Um, so speaking of Godzilla, yeah, I have entered well into the 90s. Um, I have about uh seven ish films left to go, I think, by my reckoning, somewhere around there. Um, almost done with the I hope I'm pronouncing this Hesse or Hesse era of films, which was like late 80s, um, through the mid 90s, and then there was a brief pause, and then the millennium era began, like with Godzilla 2000. These uh, have been all over the map in the best possible way. So like the first film, Godzilla uh, 1985 or the return of Godzilla, depending on the country, very serious, very much like a tragedy. Humans dealing with Godzilla as a force of nature. You know, he's the antagonist of sorts. And then from there, like they're all over the place. Like I'm almost done watching Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, like from 91 and boy it's got time travel it has the worst possible special effects for like an android um including the sound effects that play like you this thing could be on mystery science theater 3000 it's that bad but it's also great like i i just i've been having a ball with it 
And I feel like the films kind of go along those spectrums where it's either real serious or like they just lean into the goofiness. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what the millennium era brings. I know there's some favorite films in that one, um, including uh, what is it called? Godzilla Final Wars, where he faces off against like every single opponent and just like a battle royale marathon. Like it's like 90 <laughs> to, you know, I don't know, 100 minutes of just like him fighting opponent after opponent. And I think the quickest victory is over the American Matthew Broderick Godzilla. Like he kills him in like 20 seconds. So um, <laughs> that movie looks batshit. I can't wait to, to get to it. Of course, I've been doing this all in anticipation of Godzilla minus one, which I am dragging Marianne to, I think on you know Tuesday of this week. Um, nice. I'm, I'm very excited. It's currently sitting at a 97% according to critics on Rotten Tomatoes and 98% wow. audience score. So uh, wow. doing well hopefully the box office like reflects that because i think when godzilla's doing, done well and arguably the japanese understand him better than anybody for good reason because they've been making those films the longest um i'd like to see more so there's your godzilla update i will i'll let you know when i conclude and get into the millennium era because uh, uh man like i've seen some some clips and it looks anime in the best possible way like it's got that like kind of rollicking like music and just like a lot of shouting and just you know like all kinds of really really wild plots like aliens designing a battle royale for godzilla like by pitting him against other monsters so i'm here for it all right well let's see what fate has in store for us for a side quest and let's see if we can make it holiday themed if we can't we'll draw another one some of these might be a little tougher than others. <laughs> uh, so before we started the show, I was like, hey, as an example, if we get written in the stars, uh, you would find your favorite holiday film from the year you were born. And that's what I drew. So yeah. uh, yes. we'll cut around this because I'm sure we're all going to need to take a quick peek at uh, the old Google search. So if you guys want to pull up, Will and I have the same birth year. So this I is know. I'll fight, I'll fight you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who wants to go first? So um, what we've done, audience, is like, because our birth years are a little bit scant um, of Christmas films for some of us or scant with like memorable ones. We are instead like going to talk about our earliest Christmas film memory. So from like young, you know, like childhood. So, um, well, you want to go first? Sure. You're first on my vertical hierarchy today. So. <laughs> Yep. Uh, I am going to submit for the Midnight Society's consideration Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer from 64. That's the little claymation one that I'm pretty sure is what got spoofed in Elf later, or at least that style. Oh, yeah. Um, I really don't remember much of what happens in this movie, to be honest with you. Um, But I just remember really enjoying like the animation style in it because I was really intrigued by claymation and, um, you know, kind of like Gumby and all that from back in the day. And I um, so I just remember around Christmas time, it was like this. And I won't mention any other films, so I don't like copy anybody else's stuff. But this was definitely one that I remember around the holidays, especially as a kid growing up and watching and enjoying. Um, but also like in hindsight, thinking about how, what a jerk everybody was to Rudolph. <laughs> oh my God. I was just going to say, like, like, I saw it recently and like my big takeaways were like, I can see why like it's iconic. Like a lot of it's like held up and it's amazing. But Santa is like such a racist dick, like, or discriminatory <laughs> dick. I get really racist, but like, he just discriminates so hard. You're like, this is the guy who's 
check it off naughty or nice like really this guy yeah. like it was just yeah. like sorry rudolph but yeah uh, with your bread nose like you're not can't be on the team like what yeah yeah and then the yeah, elves Santa's are really big to the, the <laughs> elf that wants to be a dentist they're oh. like oh you you know like yeah so there's just there's a lot of hating in this but it all does come around you know in a way like um at the end but that's a great one man you should rewatch yeah. it it's it's nice have you seen Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the uh, stop-motion one, May? Yeah, so uh, I've seen a lot of the Rankin-Bass Christmas specials. That was actually going to be mine, and I'm quickly changing it. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, I'll go next. I thought if I went way back in time, like before I was born, <laughs> that we'd be safe, but my fault. Nah, they had man, a New, a New like... Year's one with Rudolph, too. Like, Did you guys what? know that? Is it's there wild. like an expanded really? universe? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's uh it's a weird ass plot, that's all I'll say. <laughs> or there's a bird involved somehow. Like, I don't know. It's like some kind of strange like plot where Rudolph once again's gotta like help save the holiday. <laughs> Less memorable than Christmas, obviously. <laughs> um well, I'll save us like, or I'll save me. I should say a little bit of time. Um, my pick is like Home Alone, the original. Like mm-hmm. I remember seeing that in theaters and just like pissing myself like with laughter, like as a kid. Like man, like that movie is so primed to make little kids like squeal with joy at adults like getting their ass just destroyed by all kinds of booby traps and fun stuff um improbable as hell you know you watch it as an adult you're like even back in the 80s like there, this would have been much easier to address right like surely um but it's a fun movie and uh yeah i it's one of those like i think it came out like what 90 ish like so yeah it would have been four let's see home alone that was 1990 yep yeah, I would have been four. So very like maybe my earliest like film going like memory for like the cinema. Like went to go see it with my dad, and he laughed obviously as well. Like so, um, yeah, that's definitely a classic. Did you ever make any awesome. of like your own booby traps at home after that? Uh, I can't really recall if I ever did. I'm pretty sure that every parent or like adult figure like who was adjacent to a kid who was into that film was like this is make believe this is pretend do not rig your like <laughs> lamp up to like blow up on like an adult or like try to like <laughs> do something that's going to hurt somebody like cuz like those people would be very very hurt like i remember having like a talking to like like if by you know for example like if you were to swing a paint can and it hit somebody in the face like they could die like you know kind of thing so i don't think so i think i got like enough of a like not lecture but like sort of like forewarning of like this is pretend like it's funny but it's pretend my uh for that reason my grandma got in trouble for showing me that movie one christmas oh yeah they were worried (laughs) they were worried about poor little may finch like (laughs) setting up booby traps (laughs) (laughs) nice uh clearly you know i'm i'm slave to whatever media i consume and if i watch home alone i will become a house trap gremlin that's how that works. <laughs> no pet spiders. You don't get a nope. pet spider. You don't get any Legos, micro machines, none of that. 
he's got some elaborate stuff man he's got like torches on the door handles and all kinds of wild stuff yeah okay i did come up with one that is not rankin bass and it's mickey's christmas carol Oh, and I really loved this. I think I watched it outside the Christmas like season as well, to the extent that I was shocked when I found out that a Christmas Carol wasn't just like a Disney thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's actually a very old story written by Charles Dickens <laughs> and <laughs> recreated throughout media ever since. <laughs> um. So that was funny. I thought it was just like a Donald Duck thing. And uh, I tried to convince a good number of people of that as a child until I finally... <laughs> they were like, sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to think. So, who? So all right. Mickey is Bob Cratchit. Is that right? And then like Scrooge is, is Scrooge, I hope, because otherwise that'd be crazy if like somebody else was. But yeah, I mean, just... Scrooge. And then, yeah, Bob Cratchit, Mickey um goofy's marley right like man i haven't seen this in like yes i was sub 10 years old definitely daisy is bell you mean that's not where scrooge mcduck came from that was gonna be my next question is like i wonder like not his origin story i'm just kidding i mean it would have been awesome if it was but i doubt was that the first thing he was in like yeah it could be I don't know. I'm not going to try to convince you guys and then be wrong again on something else with this. <laughs> no, you should. You should just troll us with it. Be like, actually, yes, that is where DuckTales originated. And I would believe you and I would be perfectly okay with that explanation. I would not fact yeah. check you on that. <laughs> DuckTales is be. a Charles Dickens like spinoff. Of... <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. yeah, I loved it. I also, Jiminy Cricket was always like a beloved character for me and I was so happy he was in this. And I actually liked him in this better than in Pinocchio. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's fair. Like he's kind of like a little bit annoying in Pinocchio because he's supposed to be the conscious, right? He's like, mm-hmm. you just time to have some fun, buddy. Quit being a buzzkill. God. What does he do in this? What's the, uh, he's what the is ghost he? of Christmas past. Gotcha. Aww. Okay. Yeah. So still giving moral lectures, but like to this old rich asshole. So <laughs> it's fine. It's yeah. fine. I deserves it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, I seem to remember that being pretty close to like the uh the like the story, right? They don't change too much. Like it's, it's very faithful from what I remember. Yeah. Tiny Tim's in it. Yeah. And I know there's like even like I feel like there's a scary-ish image of like the ghost of the Christmas future and like definitely a grave because I remember finding that part scary as a kid. That I mean, unless they did that for um, what is it, the Muppet Christmas Carol? That's what I always think about is the spooky part from that film. But they probably just redid it again because I mean it is Disney, so it's like you know what we could do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that. That's a great, it's a great pick. Also, one that I remember very fondly of from from my childhood. Nice. Yeah, it came out in '83, I think. Oh wow, yeah. So maybe it is like pre Ducktales and stuff. Like maybe they just like recycled the character and you know did that. Oh, awesome! Uh, thanks for for both of you sharing your your early uh, Christmas film memories. But now the time has come to talk about a recent Christmas film. <laughs> <laughs> and this week's choice was selected by May Finch. It was supposed to be talked about a year ago, and then I got COVID. 
for the second year in a row on Christmas. So we had to bail on recording that episode. So I'm very excited to finally, after much ado, talk about A Christmas Prince. Honestly, that sounds like an event that could have happened in The Christmas Prince, too. Just COVID (laughs) constantly thwarting Christmas. (laughs) For sure. Um, Yeah, we're going to talk about A Christmas Prince. I've seen this film a bunch of times. Last year, I watched the second and third films as, like, you know, homework. I didn't do that again this year, but... I'm curious if you two saw the other ones as well, or if you just stuck to the first one. Just the first for me for now. Although like, uh, depending on how you guys discuss or talk about the other ones, like maybe I would go like on if it's, if it's worth, worth forging ahead, but yeah. yeah. What about you, Will? Yeah. I've only seen the first one and I have read about the sequels and the uh, there's an airplane that's about to fly over, so I apologize if that gets picked up. But the sequel films, and then like the expanded universe that is Netflix's like Christmas, I don't know, world Christmas like universe <laughs> with like the Christmas switch and like some other random titles that I was yeah. like, this is more of a rabbit hole than I thought I would ever fall down for a movie like this. But it it looks entertaining, so I think they. And we'll talk more about it, I'm sure. But it's like they found the formula that seemed to work well enough that I Netflix decided they needed to green light some sequels, man. And so, yeah. But uh, no, I haven't watched the other ones yet. Okay, cool. I'm just wondering what to include in my recap. But yeah, so A Christmas Prince is a Netflix movie that came out in 2017 about a reporter who gets sent off to the magical, mystical Christmas country of Eldovia to report on a coronation. Obviously, the coronation doesn't go to plan. The prince doesn't show up. And she decides to do some investigating by sneaking into the castle because that's just what a good journalist does, right? (laughs) (laughs) You tell us, Maven. (laughs) I believe of all the people on this podcast, you're the one who studied it. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And is mistaken as the tutor of the princess and just rolls with it and ends up living in the castle with the family under this fake name pretending to be this tutor. And she finds out all this kind of family drama and gets closer and closer to the prince and the princess. And like, there's lots of the traditional stereotypical hallmark romantic things like the horseback riding and the tumbling and snow and the almost kiss and all of those wonderful things. And then mm-hmm. uh, she uncovers a big bombshell of a secret, which is that the prince is actually adopted and she doesn't know like what to do with that info necessarily so she hides it in her room and then the villains of our story which are the next to the throne basically if the prince does abdicate um i think his name was what like cousin sam or something i kept calling him cousin (laughs) cousin greg uh yeah he is Simon, not Sam. Simon, Simon. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, cousin Simon, as well as Lady Sophia, who is supposed to be kind of a temptress character, and also the Princess X, uh, they go in and um, break into Aunt, to 
our journalist Amber's room, discovered that she's been living under a false name and discovered that the prince is adopted. There's a very dramatic reveal at the coronation party. Uh, Hearts are broken and everything seems lost. Simon's about to get crowned when Amber solves a like poem riddle and finds an old law that is legally binding, apparently, even though no one knew about it, signed by the old king in an acorn ornament that allows uh, Richard to be prince, even though he's adopted. So then he actually gets properly coronated. Simon and Sophia have been thwarted. And Amber, uh, like, respectfully goes home because she's like, I fucked this up enough. I'm leaving. <laughs> uh, but the prince does follow her there back to uh america and proposes to her and that is the end of the film solid what were your first impressions (laughs) 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 i uh i'm gonna make will go first (laughs) sweet i think it's like a surprisingly charming film like um i love rose mciver i've loved her since i zombie i think that she like she takes it and she runs with it, man. Like I like she is the one one of very few actors on a list that I would think that if you wanted to do something like Hallmark or that sort of style, she just she'll take it and she'll go with it. Like she embodies exactly whatever it is. Like there's there could be crappy dialogue and she's like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so I don't know. Like and, you know, all the, the jokes aside, like it's if you like Hallmark or you like kind of fluffier, you know, happier stories like that, then yeah, 100% watch it, man, because it's entertaining. Um, It's funny just to watch, even if you're not a Hallmark fan and either joke about or just have kind of a good time with, because it's got some endearing moments to it. You know, it's not just all kind of like, you know, uh, middle of the road. But um, I honestly enjoyed the... uh, the princess emily i liked her character the most because i felt like i don't know like the adults had all the really crappy lines and she had like some of the better lines of dialogue in this film that i could buy into more um she gets some snappy comebacks which are great right so i was like okay so that's that's a redeemable factor and sort of like the little weird twist at the end i was like i had more fun sort of trying to understand like the laws of this country (laughs) than i did like (laughs) some of the plot points like especially like you were talking about may like okay so just retroactively change the law with this like piece of paper that explains everything away that for some reason there was no copy of except for in this acorn that was like this really overcomplicated like whatever but it was like a fun little mystery at the end that sort of made everything work out okay but i thought okay not too bad um but yeah no overall I, i still think it's very charming i would uh i think if it's definitely worth a shot one way or the other, whether you continue or not with the trilogy or saga, I guess, at this point. So, <laughs> Thank you, Will. How about you, Chris? Yeah, I I, uh, I I think this movie is super inoffensive, like, and trope-filled, and, like, it's exactly as advertised. Like, I feel like if you put, put this on, you know exactly what you're getting, and hopefully that's what you want. 
Um, it's really on you at that point if you put this on and you're like expecting something other than what it is. Um, oh I think yeah, it does... this film called A Christmas Print is going to be a very dark, gritty, realistic take on <laughs> Regency and Christianity. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Like, I I I would say it's probably better than your typical Hallmark fair. That's what surprised me because like when you sold it, you're like, oh, it has like the quarter of a budget of Hallmark. Um, I think sometimes that's true. Like the uh, the snow CGI. At the beginning was yeah. so awful. Um, yeah. and like bits of it, I'm like, wow, this is a very stunning location they shot this in. And then to convey that this guy has an archery range, like it's just like an easel you would buy at Target with like a little circle like on it. And oh like, yeah. What is going like? And he's just doing it on a walkway, like not <laughs> in like a proper field, like with like real anyway. Um, so like sometimes the budget show, but uh overall I actually thought like it was pretty um pretty decent, like in terms of like the filming locations and everything else. Um, but yeah, like I, I like that. It's very inoffensive and um charming i agree um that uh princess emily is the by far um it's emily right i'm getting that right mm-hmm. yeah um the i mean jesus for an uh, actress that's probably nine or ten really good at looking like sad like she's gonna cry over like the recent loss of her like anytime she was sad i was buying it so i was quite impressed with that and um as predictable and trope filled as it was, I, I thought it was very successful and um, just a charming little thing. I mean, I certainly didn't at any point have a bad time or was bored. Um, I rolled my eyes plenty, but like in a good way, you know, where it's just like <laughs> you could connect those dots. I did not quite call the Deus Ex Machina, uh, as we will as we'll call it. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but like i figured there was like gonna be some some sort of like uh you know uh loophole or something that was gonna because this, this country is wild i'm like why is everyone so obsessed with being the king or queen of this place looks really small it's basically like i don't know um like breckenridge colorado and like there's like all this power happening like it's like the fucking uh iron throne and game of thrones but i appreciated that <laughs> It was a nice little bag. You have to have some sort of antagonist, so why not? Like, why not make it a, a struggle for the throne as, as part of it? But um, yeah. And uh, Theo Devaney ate in that role, I have to say. <laughs> what's that? I'm sorry, he what would you say? in that role as Simon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yes, it was very, very charming. Like, I mean, it's exactly what you would want from Netflix's take at, like, a Hallmark movie. Which I said, better than average honestly i got some glimpses when i was up in charleston and let me tell you like like uh this is not as as bad as some of the stuff that i saw there yeah nice um thank you chris yeah i definitely agree that like rose mciver's acting carries it in a lot of ways um it's just like i don't know uh an intensity but also kind of like authenticity like you you see her really convincing you she believes her lines and it 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 does make it better <laughs> um i also loved princess emily and her presence and simon i think they were my two favorite characters um i just love the needling antagonism of simon and like how princess emily like kind of makes amber win her over i like that a lot um yeah i again i watched this a bunch of times and it's just kind of like my default background movie now when I'm like putting up Christmassy stuff. Um, 
Yeah, I think it's kind of like you get what you think you're going to get out of it. I agree that despite the the budget that shows in certain areas, it does, to me, stand above Hallmark movies. Just because, like, I don't know, there's, like, some surprising elements and a lot of heart. Like, I didn't see the fact that he was adopted coming from anywhere. And, like, um, the fact that, like... There is like a subplot about Princess Emily's disability, but the way it was handled was like surprisingly good for a movie of this type. Um, yeah, it just kind of like surprised me in certain ways with like its heart and attention to like emotional detail where maybe there couldn't be a lot of attention to actual physical detail. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So it's all right. Again, I, I would stay in that like even the hunting cabin. I was like, all right, like this looks fine. They're like, can I yeah. move my my quarters into to here for the remainder of my my tutoring, please? Like, it's quite <laughs> charming. Oh, there's a yeah. cattail. Sorry. <laughs> I, as long as it's a cat that it's attached to, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Luna has decided she's going to crash the podcast. Apparently, so Aww. pardon any purrs that come through the mic. She has opinions on a Christmas prince. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> she was she was sleeping. Uh, on my chest while watching most of it. So, Aww. what do you think? What do you think, Luna? Say. Good film. Hmm? Good film, Loons. I was hoping wow. I'd get up. Yeah. No. I'm getting little <laughs> tail twitches, though, which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I want to talk through the film just kind of like act by act because I think that's the best way to break this down. Um, so, what do you guys think of? sort of like the setup like she gets put on this kind of random assignment that's not the kind of assignment she usually gets goes to Aldovia has that whole interaction with the prince when the prince is trying to quickly get a taxi cab and insults him and uh you know up until the point where she actually meets the prince again um and all the hijinks that ensue would you would you guys think of that I'll let uh, Chris go first this time if I had put this on blind, right, like in the middle of July, just flipped through channels, saw post credits, right? So no title or anything. I would be able to predict exactly like what kind of film this is going to be like right off the bat. You get the little headlines where it's like, oh, he's got the scandals. Mm. Oh, you need to go cover this. And it's like, yeah, they're falling in love at some point. It's <laughs> a rom-com, right? So um plays it you know very much like to expectation um you've got sort of the two best friends the kind of jerk boss who you know pulls no punches with oh the reason we're sending you on this assignment is because um our best reporters aren't available like right (laughs) like um yeah like it's it's definitely to expectation but for what this is it's not a bad thing at all really like they make sure to drop in some exposition it's been a year since that breakup you keep like having these like dates with these ultra cute guys and none of them are good enough for you right like um but um yeah i mean it it does its job in setting you up for what is clearly going to be a uh, romantic comedy sort of uh, like a holiday romantic comedy film um i will point out that airport is uh like not like uh, i was like well, i don't know what this is but this is definitely not an airport <laughs> like we were laughing at like the <laughs> the exterior of that building I'm like this is a real building but it might be like a shopping mall or like something like 
But oh, yeah. there's just that big sign that says like airport arrivals or something like that, which was also <laughs> kind of got me chuckling. Yeah, um, the single arrivals part of the airport, the one yeah. airport. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> which is funny because later when she's like flying out, I'm pretty sure there is like some actual stock footage of like an airport because there's like real planes and stuff. Yep. But, um, yeah, I thought it was, a, uh, I don't know if it was intentional, but it was kind of a fun little nod to planes, trains and automobiles a little bit when the cab gets stolen. Mm-hmm. um which there, yeah, there's there's worse ways for um what would we call that a meet meet cute it's more like a um i don't know uh a, a, a thief cute i guess like because <laughs> <laughs> he just takes the cab and dips but um yeah I, I think it's successful what it does like for sure again like i'm already connecting the dots and like it's starting to make that checklist in my mind when i'm watching it going like okay like here we go we've got like the pieces are in place right like we're we're set up for so i was kind of curious to see what was going to happen next because there's always like different family dynamics and um there's a re like a reason why like she falls in love so that's why i it had me you know interested to see like what the execution was going to be from there i found out very boilerplate up to that point so i'll stop there nice yeah i think that's very fair um I was rolling my eyes, I think, the most probably in this initial section. Um, just because yeah. it's like, I, I feel like the most cliched part of the whole thing. And then also when she goes in to the palace, because you're right, like I've done journalism before and I was just like, my God, this is not, there's so many ethical premises and rules that you're breaking, not to mention the law. <laughs> yeah, I go to the dungeon. You it's can't. right, I go to the dungeon. You can't publish anything that you find this way. Like that's <laughs> anyway. Uh, that I guess it was good because it just kind of made me dispense, like suspend my disbelief for the rest sure. of it from then on. Because yeah, otherwise, I would have been too angry and turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about the opening? Well, um. That was kind of cheesy. I cut it on the same thing where you, you're rolling your eyes at stuff that's going on, but you're like, okay, so this is this is the tone that we're going to expect for the rest of the movie. And then I was pleasantly surprised when that wasn't like always the case. Um, but yeah, like the <laughs> yeah the airport man, like everything's in English. People talk with British accents when they go to this country. I'm not entirely sure what government, like how the government works here. I'm trying to like piece together context clues like I'm watching a Star Wars movie and trying to understand that and it's the same way where I'm just more confused at the end of the film as to how that all like works but like the um yeah I'd say the weakest part is probably her her job her office space her co-workers her boss and then after that it just gets better um and from <laughs> I love her reaction though when uh when and i'm oh my gosh i'm blanking on his name when ben or excuse me not ben ben's the actor prince richard rather Mm -hmm. um ends up taking her taxi that her response is just like you jerk can you believe this guy turn it around and everybody's just like yeah yeah (laughs) it's so cartoonish and wonderful that i was just like okay you know what let's we'll keep going you don't have and, a crowd uh, just watching your every action that responds and nods their heads. Oh yeah, uh, that'd be <laughs> great. Like I, I would feel so like that's like positive reinforcement. Man. Yeah, like, be very yeah we agree with you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Um, 
but yeah i liked that part i like and then from there on uh, sort of the same way too where it's like there's no way you would be able to just sneak back inside somebody there where is the security if this place is as important as you claim like was it like two guards with with pikes standing at like the staircase and that's it you know and no background check no confirming that we have the internet right like this is not the image of the lady the tutor that you were expecting like come on you know but again because it's charming and heartfelt and cartoony i'm like okay i'll, I'll it's a simple it. country will you know what i mean like if you couldn't tell from the fact I mean... that everything's perfect and mountainous <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i do really wonder though so like my question though is like why are they british <laughs> how does this country what is this country's history <laughs> and why who really has authority but again that that jumps ahead of the story so maybe we could reconnect all that later but yeah no i i like we it. will the airport will. on <laughs> uh also like you find out a lot more about the government and like infrastructure in the second and third movies and it gets it makes even less sense as you learn more no. <laughs> i was about to say are you gonna plug it like you're like you really need for sometimes history of this country. keeping it simple is best yeah. it's kind of like star wars like yeah. you know it's one thing to like mention like something in an offhand line in a film to be like oh that's intriguing and then george lucas is like let me take three movies to explain that and it's like never mind yeah uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah oops so uh amber does <laughs> against all odds uh get this semi-permanent position in the palace under a fake name and has never asked for id either like <laughs> nope nothing yeah not even a passport nothing just like this oh, is a very corrupt country they don't even need <laughs> They don't even think about taxes, so why would they need an ID, right? <laughs> the royalty. Yeah. I know. Anyway. So yeah. Um, I would consider Act Two to be just kind of like the flirtatious period, I guess, between like Amber and Richard up until the discovery of like the adoptions and um that coronation nightball. Um, I think this is like again a very stereotypical part of the movie but like done fairly well like I do think that Ben Lamb and Rose McIver have decent on-screen chemistry again carried by Rose McIver (laughs) Um, but uh, you know they're a good-looking couple together and I think that uh, the way they chose to do the various scenes is cute the most eye-rolly part for me was the wolf attack mm. thing <laughs> it's basically yeah. beauty and the beast come on like nice yeah at least he d- does take her back to like the the nice cabin like you know what i yeah. mean like but yeah so my question for this part is just like what to you was like the cutest part of of that part of it uh and what was the most eye rolly part mm. are we up to the toboggan did that happen at that yeah. point yeah because that would be the cutest part for me, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I was going to say anything involving Princess Emily is the cutest part. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. honestly. Um, but if we're going to stick to the romantic. Oh, uh, no. It could it could be anything. Okay. I think it's a well, well, you can go ahead and elaborate on the toboggan. I'll, I'll find something 
there's uh, because i thought it was stuff. fun watching emily joke around and there's like that just that moment where you're like oh no is she actually gonna get hurt in this movie and you're like no what film do you think where you're watching you fool we got you <laughs> you know and then i thought it was really sweet when the queen later was like you know next time you go i might you know want to tag along too so you should uh let me know about that and i thought oh you guys so sweet <laughs> so yeah that would be my pick yeah i think it's a good one it's also kind of like i don't know peak of emily's plot line really in terms of being treated more normally and getting some independence and like autonomy from her re- somewhat reasonably helicopterish mother yeah also shout out to alice and i'm probably gonna mispronounce her last name but alice krieg I yeah. think is who plays the queen. Uh, conveniently, also the lady who played the board queen from Star the Trek. Queen. Queen. I yeah. So I have that. to throw that out there for my <laughs> random Star Trek, you know, little insert. But yes, yes. Anyway. Exactly when I saw her name pop up, I was like, "Oh, it's the lady that played the board queen." Marianne was like, "What?" And I'm like, "Well, in first contact." But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for Sorry. me, it's a little detail, but I like the the shoes. The I don't know. The, are they Aww, converses? Yeah. Maybe they're not like mentioned by name, but like her lifting up the the dress you know because it like it kind of demonstrates that she's assimilating a little bit but also like still very much herself keeping her identity and it's played for like laughs and sort of like a wink and it's subtly a little fuck you to the uh i don't know the lannister wannabes uh simon Mm -hmm. and whatever the other woman's name is like um so i I think that was like one of the moments I, i genuinely found to be like a nice thing that was like a more subtle um because all this movie is like by design like very heavy-handed so i thought that was like wasn't as uh as like cheesy um and was just more like genuinely sweet yeah um did you say the eye rolly thing will already did you pick one of those we're gonna do that no next. i was gonna remind him so what was the most kind of eye roll slash cringe worthy part when she lost the tracks of uh king richard's horse and she couldn't figure out where she was gonna go and then (laughs) nightfall came in and you still she still couldn't find her way back just walking the way that she'd come and then the wolf pops out of nowhere and i'm like oh man this has turned into like whatever that liam neeson movie was where he's fighting for survival for like two seconds and then yeah but uh (laughs) yeah that was probably it for me where i'm just like you you common sense just completely disappeared for the sake of the plot and i get it i get why but i thought there's probably going to be a better way you could have segued into that so yeah that was also the moment where my wife was just like what the fuck (laughs) you know so we watched it together and she that was it for the most part we were on the same page about all that and then she that was that was the moment too where that was would have been her throw a throw your popcorn moment so yeah there's a deleted scene where he like six those are actually his like hounds and he six them <laughs> on her so he can go get some in the uh on the cabin you know what i mean he's like listen fellas i need a little help here <laughs> like i need to abscond with this this tutor so go <laughs> no oh that's not actually a deleted scene in case it's not clear that i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah i as i mentioned i have an issue with that scene as well Partly because, like, I grew up in the era of Twilight, and I was like, oh, no, is that where this is going? Is he, like, a prince werewolf? Like, <laughs> Oh, sweet. Oh, it would have been even better. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. I, I had that fear for a good moment before. Why? <laughs> a fear? I would have been excited. My heart would have been pounding if I had like considered that. I'd have been like, oh yes, here we go. Tale as old as time. Yeah. <laughs> it literally would be beating the beast at that point. Yeah, yeah, it would. All right, Chris, your turn. <laughs> um, it's actually the scene behind Will. Um, I hate the almost kiss in rom coms. Oh yeah, and I groaned like, and I was like, "All right, it's about time for the almost kiss." And then that shit happened, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, I just like not that it's hard to call, but um, yeah, just not a fan of it. I think it's like even for a movie that's trope filled like this, I'm like, "You're better than this, Christmas Prince." Like, <laughs> or at least like in the way that it like is done, it's just like every other almost kiss like ever but mm-hmm. yeah not so a are you are you talking about in the snow or like when the horse neighs when they're in the cabin which are we uh, doing both snow. Or are we doing snow one? okay the snow for sure okay. the horse neighing in the cabin like at that point i was already a kind of you know i i re- or moved on to the acceptance uh <laughs> stage of of grief but nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh no! Have I have I like traumatized you both? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. We're good. No, I'm 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 using hyperbole just to <laughs> to illustrate a point. But no, I um, yeah, it, like it's just I felt like at that point they had shaken up the formula enough that like I was like, um, sort of surprisingly interested in what was going to happen. You know, right? Like I I didn't expect myself to get it. You know as invested in like some aspects of the story and then i was like oh we gotta do there this. it is okay. <laughs> all right fine pulling you back out again yeah <laughs> not really i mean like just a little bit but it just is more of like a grown eye roll like there wasn't anything terrible i, I didn't have any through your popcorn or even like the when the wolf thing like happened i i kind of just laughed and i was like oh yeah beauty and the beast baby like steal from the best <laughs> Not 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 that the beast, I guess, like rides and shooting a gun. That would be kind of epic, but I think he just kind of roars and like fights the wolves. Yeah. But I don't I don't see this guy um doing that necessarily. But it's fair play to him for shooting a gun into the air and not at the wolves. Like very, very like <laughs> obviously like like want to keep it family friendly, right? So it's just gonna scare him off, not not actually shoot them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I would say both of the almost kisses annoyed me as well. I think I give the cabin one a pass just because it's kind of comedic at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, really, after all of that? <laughs> but um, yeah, we're, we're moving through to what I see as the third and final act, which is just all of the weird political craziness from the... <laughs> stage at the coronation party through to uh you know amber doing her christmas riddle with the ornaments and then the new interrupted coronation of simon i'm just gonna ask how y'all felt about it we talked about how confusing it is politically but i guess like from a, a storytelling point of view did it did it work or did it not work because this is a cartoon, yes. But <laughs> if it was real life, no. Uh, I, I was going to say, if you've made it this far into the movie and you're like wanting to put your foot down, I think that says more about you at that point. Like, I was just like, 
you knew what sure. you signed up for. Yeah. I don't know what the, I don't understand the urgency of why this has to be done today, given like all the new information. Uh, I certainly don't understand like how like because it seems like there's sort of like a legislative body, how the king could just be like, and the laws changed in secret, and everyone has to abide. But I was like, you know what, like awesome, like fine. It's uh, we had like a little um, what's uh, what's the detective's name from Knives Out? Um, oh. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Why am I blanking? Also, we me had, too. Like, <laughs> I am. It's French. It's well. French sounding. It's Southern French. Like uh, like there's an O in there somewhere. Like <laughs> Lambo, Blanc. Cousseau. No, no. Yes, oh, LeBlanc. Blanc. There we go. LeBlanc. Yeah. Benoit Blanc. Benoit Blanc. Benoit there we go. Blanc. We got there. Yeah. Got there together. Uh, there's nice. very much a Benoit Blanc like kind of moment um, <laughs> where like she puts it all together and comes in there. Not as entertaining as Daniel Gregg, but that's OK. That's a hard, a hard, a high bar to clear. Um, but yeah, it worked for me. I mean, like, I think it's what I appreciated was that like it didn't all wrap up like right there in the chamber. And like, even though you knew it was going to be a happy ending, I'm like, I'm glad that they're like allowing these two things to kind of like be separate and breathe a little bit because it would have been very very silly i think i would have thrown my popcorn if they'd been like well we still have a priest in the building to marry somebody <laughs> like because we just had a wedding earlier today like i'd have been like nope 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 so i think it's fine sweet what about you will um i have questions I <laughs> <laughs> hit me hit me well so if you have a certificate of adoption does it have to look like your high school graduation certificate <laughs> um that was my first question <laughs> secondly simple country will simple country I, I'm just, they took a they went to template they went to like, word what we need, microsoft word know? they were like it looks like you're trying to print out a certificate of adoption and flippy <laughs> came in and helped them make it <laughs> amazing shout out to whoever did that i'm sure it's the same person that was supposed to do all the notes that um that amber's character is taking on her laptop that you get to like a brief glimpse of um my next question is uh why does the quorum just not object to coming in on christmas day to do this vote when they don't really they haven't really verified anything um and then and clearly they don't like the guy they all liked richard they're like yeah let him take it you know kind of a thing like <laughs> just let i just thought that was funny how they were like so miffed about it too and yet they still went along with it and then also, like, there's a prime minister, right? So, like, what role does the monarchy in this country really have? Is this like England, where it's just like, you know, for, you know, just like honorary, like, you know, like the image more than like actual legislation? Or is that like, that's where I was like, okay, so Clearly we, not we the king's changing the law. He's like, I know, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, we had this, we were supposedly they were able to have an adoption in secret. And then they didn't think that maybe they should like hammer out some details later in advance with like in triplicate about how to go about dealing with the succession. Like, I don't know. So I just thought that was all very funny and kind of awkward. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll roll with it. So and then the only other thing was when they try to do the coronation it sounds very much like they're doing wedding vows <laughs> like do you swear to you know <laughs> take care of this country <laughs> in wealth and poverty and i'm like um are you marrying the country then yes i guess no so way. 
I didn't realize this was my, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess that's how you roll. Uh, cool. And so, yeah. but yeah, that, that's, I just, I loved, I loved making fun of all of those things, but also finding that it still had its sort of cartoonish logic that I could follow. <laughs> so I did not <laughs> like it. <laughs> and that is all I have. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. Great. <laughs> questions i'm really glad you brought up the certificate because i remember being weirded out by that too and it taking me a good while to figure out what it even was and then realizing wait this isn't a dog like a dog ado no a human adoption <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the wolf it was the wolf she's like oh uh, no. we got it mixed oh no we called the wolf oh, he did stick my name after the dog <laughs> <laughs> uh. Also, like, if you're legally adopting a kid, how does that not apply to succession? Like, the <laughs> yeah, right? Does oh, that, the queen's the count? worst person in this whole film. If you stop and think about it, like, she knows he's not like legitimate, and she's just yeah. gonna let him like like go like on anyway. Yeah, she doesn't know about the little acorn of knowledge like that's sitting on the tree, <laughs> like that's got like the the thing that's gonna make it all legal. She's just gonna let him illegally take the throne. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's all very knowledge. contrived. I I do have a soft spot for any kind of mystery Benoit Blanc moment. Um, so I do love that part of it, even though it doesn't fit here at all and it makes no sense. Um, I also appreciate that, like, again, contrasting like Hallmark movies and the stereotypical movies of this genre, like. Amber is the go-getter in this whole movie. She is the one that is like solving the mystery and saving the prince, except for that, that one wolf moment, really. Um, and I was like, oh, yay, he's, she's saving her, not damsel, but prince in distress. <laughs> and I thought that was a cool reversal. Um, but like on the flip side, I also was like, it's, there's a surprising degree of emotional maturity in this movie and this character for her just to leave after this and be like, I've messed up enough things for this man and his family. Um, yeah, I respected that. And then, of course, because we need a happy ending, he had to come and propose, which was whatever. But um, yeah, I it, the ending's a wild ride, and I agree. It's uh, it would be a throw my popcorn moment if I hadn't experienced the entire movie that was a throw your popcorn moment. Yeah. <laughs> Up until then, um, so yeah, I will ask my final question, which is just, does this work for you as a like? christmas love story like does that aspect of it work for you or not and either way why yes because i believe right. rose mciver <laughs> <laughs> she would make me if she acted i mean any any part of this film i would i just i believe it because of the way she acts so yes i think it's sweet and charming and yeah final answer locked in <laughs> amazing chris yeah, I mean, what what more do you want? Like, uh, I mean, really, you know, like, I feel like, again, you, you know what you're getting into or should. Yeah. So I think it's, it plays it very safe, but that's not a bad thing. I think where you can land into trouble with like genre films is sometimes trying to reinvent too much and then like realizing that you've kind of lost what makes them work. And I think this movie stays true to exactly what it is. 
Yeah, it uh, it obviously works for me because it's my favorite Christmas movie. Uh... <laughs> ever? Is it your favorite ever? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that means <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> that, that, that was kind I of didn't a, know that. That was sort of a yeah. I don't know. That was a surprised reaction there, Chris. You I just didn't know. No, no. I just was <laughs> you said that. You said no judgment in the most judgy voice possible. You're like, are you trolling? Because well, no, I realized, right now? like, I was. I just didn't know that favorite? this was your favorite. That's all. <laughs> oh my god. I'm not judging. Yeah. Like, no. I like. No? I mean, Maybe. this is coming from someone that hates Christmas also. So, like, that's part oh. of it. I think it's because it is, like, Rose plays it in a way that's very convincing, but also kind of self-aware. And so it's like, yeah, I can handle all of this cheesy, campy stuff because of Rose McIver. And it makes, like, all the Christmas stuff palatable for me. <laughs> Fair enough. Took a You're going to find that Grinch like, graphic. Yeah, I, I hate the Grinch movie because I didn't get any credits for it. <laughs> <laughs> for your heart, just yeah. two sizes too small. <laughs> <laughs> Actual picture of my heart in there. They never oh. gave me credit. <laughs> Those bastards. <laughs> but yeah, I am so glad you guys watched this. Uh, a quick note on the sequels. Um, Sweet. So the second movie is about their wedding and the third movie is about the royal baby. And the second movie, this like both have like a, a very weird political subplot. Like that becomes the main style of subplot is just like the politics of this country. In the second movie, it's about like an initiative happening in the country kind of like any of these big like you know an american president comes in and they'll have some program that's supposed to like make jobs and make the country thrive again and like whatever their thing is uh they have that as royals and it's going terribly and like the whole country hates them and it's apparently because like their contractors were being fraudulent or something and it's like who was supposed to look into this and like that was the whole plot was just that oh we had no one checking on this we should do that. <laughs> wow <laughs> well we've um asserted that their security <laughs> and overall like just the way things are run are maybe not the best so yeah yeah and then I mean, it's even crazier in the third movie because while this baby is happening there is a weird, like, haunted dungeon thing oh, of sweet. the castle. Yeah, it's kind of sweet. There it's is super a dungeon. Weird. Yeah, there's a dungeon. <laughs> is that like a like a little jokey, like, yeah, yeah, twist? Like, oh, actually, Whoa. there is. <laughs> uh, there is actually a dungeon. Spoiler. Um, and it's haunted. And. <laughs> they're uh negotiating a peace treaty and again it's kind of this weird backwards like oh our hands are tied because of this very historic bureaucratic thing that doesn't actually make sense and basically they have to sign a peace treaty with some like time limit that of course runs out on christmas and if they don't sign <laughs> always on christmas <laughs> If they don't sign the peace treaty doing this. in time, then their countries are at war. Like, that's the default state. What? <laughs> Jeez, man. 
so yeah the politics you find out more and it makes less sense <laughs> like what can we do like if this thing expi- we gotta just murder each other i guess like we don't want to but wow yeah so it's an interesting trip i do think that it's appropriate that the ron tomato score goes down a good 20 to 30 points for each uh sequels subsequently like like yeah does it continue to go down is it like yeah. stair step down oh boy <laughs> so i was kind of hoping you're gonna tell me like like it gets more game of thrones less christmas romance and then i was gonna be like real into it like <laughs> i wish but no um it's an interesting little world um but yeah i'm so glad you guys watched the christmas prince do you guys have any final thoughts I found a map of where these countries are supposed to be located. Oh, <laughs> oh please yeah? share. Is it it's in the It's in that Collider.com article that I shared about the expanded universe. And there is definitely a map of Aldovia, Belgravia, and Pinglia, which I think all show up in like various iterations of these movies. Apparently, Aldovia is very close to Italy, like across the uh, across the water. Anyway, not sure how that all got worked out, but that's fascinating. <laughs> It, it really now, since is. there's an expanded universe do they have like post-credit scenes where kurt russell is santa claus is like i'm putting together a team <laughs> <laughs> to save christmas yeah <laughs> i am actually intrigued by the christmas switch which apparently takes place adjacent to this in that same universe uh-huh. uh <laughs> so. yeah uh it has like vanessa hudgens playing multiple versions of herself <laughs> Sweet. So like a more charming orphan black kind of thing going on. Yeah. There. All right. Nice. But but rom com. I yeah. feel like I feel like that could quickly get weirdly dark though, because it's like the implications of completely identity swapping um are horrific and uh probably not addressed well in a Christmas play. <laughs> Which is why in our D campaign I did not agree to the terms of doing that. Uh anyway. Yeah, I uh, I agree. That's kind of kind of wild, but I mean, you you made it that far into this universe. Like, why why not see you see where it goes? I guess. Fair enough. Now the Christmas Switch uh, is in fact the identity swapping, not like a Nintendo Switch, because that would just be funny if it was just like <laughs> the it's titular themed. Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the Princess Switch and the princess switches places with like a baker that happens to have the same face gotcha kind of like trading places a little bit i guess yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. in a romantic setting so kind of like parent trap <laughs> ish baby that might be i feel switch. like i feel like netflix would totally make a dating show based off of this premise if they could Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Watch out too hot to handle. We've got the latest uh <laughs> the latest hookup show. Oh no. And on that note. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. So thank you both. I have a little game if you guys are ready. Yes. All right. So uh theater of the mind style. Um, I love how there's this weird heist aspect to the first part of this movie with uh, her getting into the castle. And I have a little thought experiment for both of you. If you were not, uh, you know, 
faced with a guard and given the opportunity to pretend that you're actually this young girl's tutor, how would you have gotten access to the prince once in the castle? What would have been your strategy for <laughs> getting the much needed scoop that you need for your article? Quote and ask drunk. a question from Sorry, one of your other favorite films. Uh, what are our assets? <laughs> ah, nice. Uh, you do have a Holocaust cloak. No. <laughs> uh, basically, just the things that she does. So, okay. clothes on your body, a press yeah. badge, um, laptop. Laptop, yeah. Mm. Was she specifically the math tutor? Or did she just say she was like, was that like something they like, oh, you're the math tutor? Like, did mm-hmm. they choose the subject for her? OK, I was going to say I would not pick something that I'm terrible at. So but if I have to go that route. um, Yeah, I think it's probably bullshitting the like. I think less is more. Um, mm-hmm. So I agree with her strategy of like not saying too much because you don't know how much they know about this person so i think i would ask a lot of questions oh yeah yeah like now what's now what aspects of mathematics is the uh the young princess struggling with are we talking trigonometry geometry <laughs> like, like you know I meant, like, I meant like if you if you were trying to get into the castle to talk to the prince and you d- weren't offered the opportunity to pretend to be the tutor Oh, oh, okay. So I can uh, I can go outside of that yes, then. Yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Mission Impossible. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, same kind of strategy. I would pretend to. Uh, <laughs> I, would, I would pretend to maybe be a like historian who was like interested in the history of the royal family in the castle and hope that I can find somebody that is plausible to have hired me that's maybe not in the castle at the time away <laughs> for the holidays or something and yeah. again you could just then then you can get all the information you need you can ask lots of questions without seeming nosy like I feel like the key would be finding out who's not there that you could be like yeah because they don't seem like they check up on shit there so like <laughs> you know, Reginald, the uh, the palace groundskeeper, he's gone. Cool, Reginald's the one that hired me. Like that's, nice. that's who I'm here on behalf of. So you would you would uh, go for a deception? Deception for sure, and again, something that like would give me reason to ask a lot of really like kind of personal sounding questions without being suspicious. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna say you have a plus two modifier on that, and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh oh i am so sorry uh that is a seven you would have you don't caught. roll the dice for me i get to roll my own <laughs> dice now come on now. you want to roll a dice fine <laughs> yeah yeah i've got well uh, marianne's playing dave, dave the diver so i'll have to pull it up on uh dnd beyond but um yeah I, I will roll a dice okay i'll do it in a campaign so you can see that i'm not cheating here <laughs> i believe you i didn't tell you the dc so you don't have a good way to cheat no yeah so me turn off dark mode real quick. <laughs> Go to my characters. Serious this is gonna happen. All right. Look. See Conrad Vexen. He's my character that probably would be most successful. I know you're just. It, I'm rolling a or D twenty and just. Yeah. Uh, I, you said I have plus two modifier to it. Uh-huh. Okay. 
I'll say you're decently good at bullshitting as a writer. D20 and roll. <laughs> no need to tell me what I <laughs> did. You I roll, roll one? A six. No, no, I rolled okay. a six. <laughs> <laughs> well, you make an admirable attempt. And funny enough, it's not your lack of credentials or the fact that they don't recognize your name or your face or really know why you're there that gets you kicked out. It's really just the fact that the guard was having a bad day and he needed to kick someone out and you happened to be in front of him. Fair. A reasonable attempt. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> what is your mm. strategy? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I lie and say I'm here for the event with the children. Um, and then I help get everybody drunk. And then... <laughs> and He's then at the cocktail party going, shh! Yeah, that's right. And then Wait, I get so you're like, I'm here funny. for the children. Let's get drunk. Let's get wasted. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's it. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. I go smoke some stogies down at the cabin, and uh, yeah, and you're set. All right. I'm going to make that persuasion for you. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. You can Google uh, roll a d20, I think, and yeah. probably is faster than what I just did. Really? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'll also give you a plus two, because I I would say as a journalist, you'd probably be decent persuasion. So I just hit it one time and tell you what I got? Yep. So 17. Okay. Uh, plus two, that's 19. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're all hammered, and I win. <laughs> <laughs> Against all odds, you. Yep. I need to get hydrated uh, ASAP. Is what I'm hearing. Yeah. The second that they hear that you're there for the children, they're relieved because no one really wanted to plan that event. I mean, fuck them, kids. They (laughs) are very happy to shirk the responsibility onto you, and even happier when they find that you are offering them booze and uh, quickly prefer all of the secrets of Aldovia. Nice. This episode of Bluey is called Alcohol. Yep, (laughs) that's pretty much where we're at right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, get them spill uh, the tea. (laughs) Good job, Will, successfully infiltrating the castle without masquerading as a tutor. Yeah, because it would have been game over, man. It would have been, oh, math for maybe a little bit, but... (laughs) <laughs> i think maybe we could have done vertices and stuff like that but like yeah when she gets to like pre-calc oh god or even calc anyway i digress just the yes. way math is done now like i'd be busted immediately because like i don't know how to common like, do core the new math yeah <laughs> i'd be like what the fuck is this like yeah you're at this advanced level they're like dude it's basic arithmetic what are you talking about like oops <laughs> Whatever you say, kid. <laughs> yeah. As with all great students and teachers, it's really the students who teach me, you know. Like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, solid. Well, Very nice. Well, congrats, Will. Um, thank you. Will done on storming the castle. <laughs> I will now pass it back to Chris. Not a whole lot of wrap up to do because um, all of our films this month are going to be nominated. Um, so, Will, I am picking your film next, uh, which is uh, 
Violent Night came out in 2022, I believe, and stars David Harbour as a extremely violent Santa Claus who is fucking up bad guys. So it's kind of Die Hard meets the Santa Claus, right? Is that basically the gist of it? Yep. That's all you need to know. Maybe a little bit of Home Alone. I'm very excited, too. I've not seen it. Have you seen it, Will? Or did you pick something that you've been wanting to watch but haven't? No, I watched it last year and i thought it was entertaining and i figured look i chose die hard last year for a christmas movie so i should just keep the good times rolling man don't uh, don't try to change it so that's why amazing i like it yeah i'm 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 always a fan of like christmas genre films that are not just christmas like as the genre so action horror you know raunchy comedies um you name it i think like it's always a good time to um have one that can be successful, you know, against all odds, because some mashups are, I think, harder to pull off than others. And this looks like a lot of fun. Sweet. But uh, so it's oh, after ahead. we watch it, you have to tell me if you think that Santa Claus could take Godzilla. That's your homework. <laughs> I'm just going to measure up everybody. <laughs> now, retroactively, Elizabeth Bennett, like, do we think <laughs> just go back into all of our characters? Yeah. Sweet. Um, I, I, I'll report back. Uh, more entertaining would probably be like Santa Claus or John Wick. Um, we'll see yeah. like who we think would come out mm-hmm. come out there. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. And um, we appreciate you hanging out with us, of course, uh, for another week of Screen Quest. You can find us at uh, Screen Quest Pod on X and hopefully in the very near future on Instagram. We might do some more uh, media like focused <laughs> Um, promotions which uh, should be a good time you might abandon x altogether which i think like yeah whatever you know it's probably high time given uh <laughs> what that climate is like lately but we love you thank you for all the support we will see you next week bye bye, bye guys